Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. And theme song. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. I said that because now we have a theme song. We've had a theme song every episode, but this is the first time that you and I listened to it in relation to the actually recording the show. So Yeah, it's a bloody banger. It's a banger. It's a little peek behind the curtain of I Miss You Man, the podcast. Now, I, my name's Lonnie. I'm here with my friend Dylan. Dylan, what's this show about? Lonnie, it's called I Miss You Man. Oh, yeah. It's a podcast, in case people didn't pick that up when they started listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, it came from a dream I had that we start a podcast together, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. We got it started. We're here. We're loving it. Uh, and basically, we just take turns each week, just uh, taking each other through topics. Uh, it can range from comics to cement walkways and everything in between. And, uh, yeah, we just try and brighten each other's week as best we can. And it's working so far. My life, so. My life has been dramatically better since this podcast started. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I think for the listeners as well, more importantly. Of course, Mum. You love it. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> now, this week it's my turn to take Dylan through a journey of life, pop culture, everything else. And it's a bit of a left field choice. Um, probably not one that Dylan was expecting. <laughs> I wasn't. Full warning, I had to do homework for this one. Every I, I made Dylan do some homework. And keep in mind, listeners, that Dylan made me watch Speed Racer, the film. I, I knew it. I knew this was revenge for Speed Racer. Well, I, I knew it. It's not revenge per se, but oh, just, you know just keep in mind, I had to watch a whole film and you had to watch 20 minutes of a TV show. Uh, I watched it twice, so 40 minutes. <laughs> that was on you. I didn't say you watched it twice, but you, you're committed. You're, you're a goddamn professional. So. I'll try. <laughs> uh, I made you watch Forever Red. It's an episode of Power Rangers. It's an episode of Power Rangers Wild Force, Lonnie. That's right, season 10. Oh, now you're, Jesus. you're probably wondering why I asked you to watch it. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, cards on the table. I did think about making you watch it or making you watch something and then just making the episode something totally different. <laughs> oh, that, no! <laughs> the wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be funny? No, it's a waste of time. No, no, but we are we're talking about Forever Red. It's the 34th episode, 34 episodes. It's not even the last episode. There's like 40 episodes per season of Power Rangers. It's, it's just, Madness. it's insane, isn't it? It is. We'll, we'll get into how they can do that. <laughs> but you're wondering why, I'm sure. Because, let's face it, it's not good. It's, it's Power Rangers. Oh, that's, oh, that's news. Oh, everyone, context. All week we've been talking about this on and off. Every time I bring it up, Lonnie's like, oh, great, greatest 20 minutes of television. <laughs> Lies. Well, there's great and there's good, isn't there? I guess. It's great in the sense of there's 10, power, 10 red rangers teaming up. 
It's not good in the sense of any measurable quality. <laughs> Being an episode of television, yeah, correct. Th- there's probably thousands of better episodes of TV out there, I'm thinking, <laughs> at least. Well, bump, bump it up, tens of thousands. Okay. Odds. I'd go up there. Well, the thing is, this episode, it's always intrigued me. And you know why? No. <laughs> Believe it or not, this episode is one of the most controversial in Power Rangers history. Oh, really? I'm not saying I'm a Power Rangers expert, and we'll talk about our childhoods, and I'm sure you watched it a bit when you were a kid, and and so did I, but I'm not one of those weird guys in his 20 who still watches Power Rangers every week, (laughs) just just for the record. Oh, you don't re-watch Power Rangers (laughs) Time Force, man? I haven't. Well, <laughs> I actually watched a whole bunch of Power Rangers in preparation for this, so... Oh, you're braver man than me. Oh, and I got a headache last night. I'd, I actually had a splitting headache. I had to go to bed early because that was... I think it was the Power Rangers. <laughs> I, I would bet money on it. Like, well, the fact is this episode is actually banned or was banned at the time from some oh, Power Rangers shit. website discussion forums because it was so contentious. What's the well, we'll get to that in a second. Just okay, okay. Here's some background. All right. First of all, could you please tell me what your relationship is with Power Rangers? Uh, <laughs> we'll be done in 10 seconds. I might have watched a few episodes on and off when I was a kid. Um, mm. I bought a, a Red Ranger action figure from an op shop when I was five. Nice. Did a karate chop action. That's it. Uh, and I know I found out that Brian Cranston was on there at some point. Well, it's not in my episode, but fun fact, Brian Cranston, he was doing lots of the voices because he was a bit of a struggling actor back in the early 90s. And the original Blue Ranger is named Billy Cranston, and he was named oh. after Brian. Okay, I like that. And I've actually met Billy. Oh, not Brian. No, not Brian. I met the, the actor playing Billy, David Yost. Australian is he or no he was at Supernova a couple years ago oh okay was there a big line or no uh, no <laughs> yeah I kind of expected that. I, I felt a bit bad actually because there was no one <laughs> in his line is that why you went over yeah well not not no, no I, I've always liked Billy and, and I didn't go to see him but it just happened he was there and I was like I always liked Billy so I'll go have a bit of a chat a bit of a talk and I always feel awkward at those things not that I've done many but it's like 70 bucks or something for a signed picture <laughs> Too much. It's too much, but it was good to see him, and um, I'm not going to go into great detail because I'm sure it's covered elsewhere online, but he had a a strange relationship with with Power Rangers. He actually left because he was being bullied. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was um, lots of homophobic um, bullying of him on the show. He just left one day, and he he went through all sorts of troubles in his life, but now he's he's recovered, and he's a bit of a... A role model for um people who've, who've gone through troubles. So he's a really cool guy, and he's he's cool on Twitter. So, oh, that's, yeah. that's the main thing. Yes. Who was bullying him? Uh, other the crew apparently, and I'm not sure other. Don't think it was other cast members necessarily, but just the environment. The environment yeah, was really stick together. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, and he was one of the longest serving Power Rangers. It's, it's a whole thing, anyway. Billy's great, and so is David Yost. Uh, so just imagining. Potentially, there's people out there who've never seen a Power Rangers episode, Dylan. No. <laughs> How would you describe the basic plot? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. There's a bunch of teenagers that have, like, special karate power. I don't, I don't know. I don't like Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. I'm not well, appreciating of it. I'll take you through it then. So, I watched a lot of the Mighty Morphing years. Um, okay. Because even though it, it started in 1993, and that's the year I was born, um, but... 
my brother was into it and he's a bit older than me and we had lots of videos when I was a kid and so I used to watch them on repeat and it was on TV a bit I suppose but you know back in the late 90s TV was so unreliable you wouldn't know when things are on you just sort of watch whatever's on don't you pretty much yeah didn't have the streaming capabilities that we do these days Um, but I definitely watched the movies as well Um, yeah and I remember in space being really good and that was like the sixth season and I had a bunch of tapes of that and I've, I've seen the bits and pieces over the years as well. Um, but that is actually one I'd like to rewatch because it was, it was so good. It actually saved the show from being canceled. It was going to be canceled that year. And then it was so good at sort of, you know, got, got this show another season and it hasn't looked back basically from them. But looking back, it's not good. It's campy. Not. It's cheesy um, and weird and nothing really makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, based judging from this episode, mm. yeah, correct. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and it's a show where like the world is in peril every week, and so like the world's never in peril. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to keep the stakes up. It's just not important for a kids' show. Looking back at it now, it's like, oh, okay, so the world was going to be destroyed last week, and now it was fine, and this week it's going to be destroyed again. I'm, it's going to be fine again. I'm, I'm sure, you know. So. <laughs> Um, basic plot is in, from the first season and it's kind of essentially the same thing. There's a group of people, usually young people, teenagers who, um, get these power range of powers. They can morph into superheroes, essentially wearing suits and they, uh, defeat monsters who are usually coming to try and destroy the earth or some sort. And they've got a leader generally Zordon in the early years. And then there's, um, within the Rangers, there's a leader as well. Usually the red Ranger. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's not good, as I said. It's a kid's show, though, so it's kind of... It's oh, hard to judge it. Way. Yeah, exactly. And it really does... Lights up some parts of my brain, I guess, and I still enjoy watching it, even if it's just, you know, childhood nostalgia, I suppose. And I kind of do... I feel like it's weird because it's almost good. Like, the concepts are good. Um, if you just had a bit of, I don't know, professionalism, potentially, or higher production values... Um, that would it, help. Yes, exactly. It, it's fairly cheaply made and the people making it, I think they know they're making a kid's show that is kind of just there to sell toys. So they're not putting great Same deals of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, no, I'm sure they try really hard. It's just different priorities. You know, they're doing what they can with what they've got. Yeah. The reason it's in my mind recently though is because my nephew started watching it. Um, and so that was like, oh, yeah, Power Rangers, I remember that. <laughs> the um, 2017 film is pretty good as well. I actually quite like that film. It's, uh, the gritty reboot? Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 fairly, it. it's fairly gritty. It's good. Um, it's a shame it didn't do as, as well as it probably deserved. It's not, it's not like a world beater, but for what it is, it's um, a really good superhero film, you know? The speed racer of its time. Well, no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, just quickly, we'll go over the history of Power Rangers because it does kind of relate. So, in the late 70s, Wikipedia tells us that the Toei Company... Toei Company? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Toei. Toei, is it? Yeah, they make Dragon Ball. Ah, that's right. Well, they and Marvel exchanged concepts and they were going to... The idea was that they'd make things from, from each other for the different markets. And so Toei made the Japanese Spider-Man TV show. You probably heard about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they also made some Super Sentai series. 
and then um, Stan Lee was going to try and make some stuff for America, but it didn't really work. Oh, okay. um, but that Super Sentai stuff um, was quite successful in Japan, and that's where Power Rangers came from. So a guy called um, Haim Saban, I think Saban is how you say his last name, he was like a businessman from the US, and he went to, to Japan on a business trip, and he saw this TV show, which is Super Sentai. Uh, he thought it was cool, and so he kind of got the idea to make an American version. Um, he did a, a pilot, and it didn't get anywhere, but eventually he, he took it to um, some different American TV stations, and he was a, in the TV business by this point as well. Yeah. I uh, went to Fox, and eventually they, they started making Power Rangers. So what they do, for those who don't know, is they, they take footage from Super Sentai and then film American parts around it. Um, and so all the fight sequences when everyone's in their super suits with their masks up, that's Japanese and they're fighting monsters and stuff. And then it's the Americans at the start and the end of episodes generally who like uh, pretend they film some sort of plot that goes around the footage that's already been shot from Japan, if that makes sense. So, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So pretty much everything you see in a Power Rangers episode that's them in suits fighting monsters isn't shot in America. <laughs> but they'll be shooting stuff in America and then also doing voiceovers for those bits. So really what they're doing is making half a show, <laughs> which lazy. is, it's a bit lazy and it's, it's, um, cost effective. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. How long has this been going on for? From, from the start. So, um, Sabine, he, they made it from, for Fox from 93 to 2002 and then Disney took it over and didn't do a whole lot with it, but they still made it until 2008 then Saban took it back, and then in 2018, Hasbro brought it. Um, uh, and I think basically just make the toys more than anything because the toys are making, it's like a billion-dollar market or something. Um, but also they're making the show now. And it's it's really about the toys. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, but that's most kids' TV, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. The G.I. Joe was and stuff, yeah. Well. Okay, some facts, though, Dylan. Hell yeah. As of October 2020, so fairly recently, <laughs> how many episodes do you reckon there have been of Power Rangers? Uh, counting all the series all together. Yes, from 93 to, to now. Oh, Jesus. Um, 2,000. <laughs> 919, so... Oh, really? Yeah. And a Is couple of movies. Or? Uh, generally weekly, yeah. And there's been, you know, 27-ish series. Um Okay. Do they take a break off between series, do you know? Well, it's different sort of people making it, and it's different. Uh, and they're all kind of in the same continuity, but as of season six, so the first six seasons they followed on pretty fairly closely, and then from then on it was just a new team every every year, which oh, right. didn't really relate to the stuff previously. It kind of did, kind of didn't, and we'll get to that in terms of this episode because it kind of doesn't. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. The only reason I ask is because... There's an anime I watch that has like 950 episodes and it started in like 96, 97. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? Too much. Too much, some would say. So there have been three films. There's the Mighty Morphing Power Rangers movie, which is kind of in a different continuity, but it's kind of the, the plot of the first couple of seasons. Oh, okay. It's the same characters, but they're an alternative universe and... Um, they're already established as heroes and then they lose their powers and they have to go get new powers. 
Um, and then there's a second movie, which is actually a bridge between two seasons where they get new powers again, but it's actually in continuity, if you, if you get what I mean. And then, yeah. yes, exactly. And then there's that um, other film I mentioned that from a couple of years ago, which is pretty good. And they've made $210,000. Not too bad. All up. Wait, all together? Oh, no. Oh, t- sorry, sorry, $210 million. I was about to say, <laughs> holy crap. That's no. awful. No, sorry, that makes more sense. Yeah. Still bad, but... It's still you know. not great. It's not a Avengers franchise, but, you know, ah. they're, they're making bulk with the toys, and I couldn't find exact figures, um, but oh. that's... Oof, yeah. We all know merchandising is ridiculous. That's how yeah. Lucas made all his money, pretty much, so he could fund all the films himself. Pretty much, hey. Yeah. And a, I didn't get around to watching it this week, um, but there is a series on Netflix about the toys that made us, and there's a Power Rangers episode of that. So oh, okay, that'd they, be right. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to watch that eventually. Uh, as I said, the first six seasons had overarching storylines. So there was three seasons of Mighty Morphin, then Zeo, then Turbo, then In Space, which is a cool just a cool title. Um, Awful. It's a good title. That's No, sense. wrong. <laughs> so the characters sort of swapped in and out, but by In Space, none of the original characters are there anymore. And as I said, after then, it was just basically a new team every year, but then the old team would come back for a team up generally. And every oh, now yeah. and then for an anniversary, they'll do a multi-season team up like Forever Red. So that was there in 2002 for the 10th anniversary. I was going to say, now, uh, what's the, the leader in Forever Ed? What's his name? Uh, Cole. Tommy? Oh, no, sorry. Sorry, Tommy yeah. is the is the main Power Ranger, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't catch a look at what year it was on Netflix because it has that there. Mm. Uh, as soon as he walked in with the, the spike tips <laughs> and the... Gel covered house, like mm, 2002, nice. And I looked it up, October 5th, 2002. Nailed it. Good work, Dylan. <laughs> it's a real time capsule, his hair, isn't it? Oh, goodness me, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, well, look, Tommy is he's like the breakout star of Power Rangers. He's the most popular from the first six seasons yeah. or so. He's but the, not the original. He, he wasn't in the original star, um, Power Rangers, no. But he came in about, I think it was in the second season, maybe the end of the first season. And mm. at first he was evil. Oh, jeez. That's not good. <laughs> he was the evil Green Ranger. Um, he was he was brainwashed, I should, should say. Oh, and then okay. he turned good and then he became the White Ranger, who was like the leader. And then he was the Red Ranger and various other teams as being the leader. Yes. And then kind of aged out of it, I suppose, and they wanted to get new blood in. Yeah. Um, but even throughout the years, everyone in all the series, they always talk about Tommy being like the, oh, he, you've met Tommy? He's the original, you know, the best stranger ever. Well, they <clears throat> throw this in in that episode too at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, there he goes, Tommy, <laughs> the best of us. That's him. Uh, so this was the 10th season, 2002, a good year. That's the, all right. The Rangers uh, defending Turtle Cove, which is just a funny name for a for a place. I guess, yeah. Um, I haven't seen much else of Wild Force, but um, <laughs> the fandom page, of like the wiki, like the you know fan Wikipedia page, which is pretty detailed about Power Rangers. I'm sure it is. It, um, it mentions they get their powers from Animarium, which is a sort of fairy tale land floating in the sky, like an island in the sky. Stop. And they fight orgs and their leader, who's Master Org. 
and Cole is their Red Ranger and the leader and probably the only one we really need to know about, Wild Force. And he's awful. He is not good. <laughs> we'll get into that. Now, the synopsis from the page, I think I sh- it's worth um, while reading this out so people have a bit of a context for Absolutely. what we talk about next because I'm guessing people aren't going to go watch this in preparation <laughs> for oh, the episode. Excuse. No, well, everyone listening, if I had to do it, you have to do homework. Dylan did it twice. so Yeah, do it once for me. <laughs> I only watched it once this week because I've watched it in the past. So. Fair point. Uh, okay, General Vengix, a servant of Power Rangers Zeofo, King Mondo, seeks to carry out his fallen king's legacy. Andros, the red space Power Ranger, discovers Vengix and remnants of Mondo's empire are preparing to invade Earth... And retreats to Earth to alert the veteran Power Ranger, Tommy Oliver, of what's about to unfold. Mm. Tommy then recruits all of the former Red Rangers, as well as the Red Wild Force Ranger, Cole Evans, he's like the current Ranger, mm. to make a daring trip to Machine Empire's hideout on the moon and stop them. That's <laughs> just how it ends. Yeah. No, that's, that's all you need to know. Pretty yeah, much. so basically as a team up, all the Red Rangers get together and they've got to just defeat this, these monsters and this big Zord that's on the, on the moon. Pretty, pretty thrilling stuff, isn't it? Sure. Now, it's got a 9.3 rating on our IMDb, so... Out of 10. Out of 10. Mm, yeah, about that. Okay, what are your thoughts, just straight up? What do you want, anything you want to raise before we get into it? Well, I'll start from the very start. I've tried to find positives. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm a sucker for great episode titles of shows. Yeah, yeah. The name Forever Red, I like it. Great yeah. title. Rolls off the tongue splendidly. It is, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Because cap- the, yeah, it yeah. captures everything the episode's about. Absolutely. Yep. yep. I'll also say the opening <laughs> is interesting. It's <laughs> it's that classic low-budget uh, kids live-action show vibe. Yep. Late 90s, early 2000s, but the song is a banger. <laughs> sure I is. like it. You can't really fault the music in, in Power Rangers, at least the ones that I've seen. They, they do have pretty catchy music. Yeah. No, if, if that's opening anything to go yep. off of, yeah, slaps. Okay, so that's that's two good things. Is that, um, <laughs> is that all you got? I, I didn't mind the action throughout. Like, I have a question. So mm. the actors for the Power Rangers, mm. do they just get like martial artists and then teach them how to act barely? <laughs> that's what it seems like. Because they all seem like they were doing their own stunts. Yeah, I think pretty much. I'm not sure about the latest season, but definitely the first up, they got people generally who already had martial arts backgrounds. Mm. And I didn't go into much detail here, but the actor who plays Tommy Oliver, he's yeah. done a bit of MMA in real life. Oh, nice. And some of them, they do have, they've got black belts and, and whatever. And um, some of them also come from like gymnastics or dance backgrounds. Yeah. I'm not sure how important that became as the show went on, whether they just got actors who could do a bit of stunt work well i didn't mind it is it pretty good that bat, mm. that battle before they had their suits on and everything yeah generally speaking there's a battle when they're not morphed so they just have a battle first up in the episode against some sort of foot soldiers so yeah. i did like good. i liked in that one they have various sequences of all these red rangers fighting the foot soldiers and then just one of the red rangers just pulls out a gun <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> you just start shooting them. Yeah, <laughs> it works. 
everyone else is just doing karate chops and flips and kicks and he's just like pulling out a laser gun. They must have barely got him on board for the episode. They must he must have been like, fine, I'll do it, but yeah. I'm doing martial arts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um so but overall though, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't want to step on any Power Ranger fans' toes, but yeah, the acting is terrible. I mean, yeah. The guy who plays Cole, awful. <laughs> Um, every line out of his mouth, terrible, and delivered with the worst possible delivery for that situation. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> My favourite line, I think it was him that said it, mm. I don't know much about spaceships. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, he's a wild force ranger, so what do you expect? Well. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um. Yeah, fair enough. And it is that sort of episode where, you know what I mean about the concept being a good concept, but just the execution lets it down. Yeah, and is there a reason that it could only be Red Rangers on this mission? Or Well, that's one of the points I've got. <laughs> which doesn't make sense, does it? And I was just thinking, actually, just reading at that um, the synopsis there. So eventually... I'm getting the weeds a bit here, but it makes sense, and it's a good question, I think. So, Turbo Rangers was like the fifth season, and Tommy gives up his powers, I think, because he goes to college or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, he and the other Rangers they get too old and they give it to some new high schoolers, right? Which is a bit weird. The powers have to go to high school students. Maybe give it to someone who's like can professionally work on defending the Earth. Yeah, like military soldiers or something. Yeah, something like that. Like that. <laughs> um, but. As in space happens, towards the end of in space, there's like a huge invasion of the Earth and like they only just defend and, and survive sort of thing and the in space rangers are, are doing it. They and they they put they throw everything and they only just survive sort of thing. In this episode, it seems like Tommy is just like waiting around to help and they never asked him back then. So like what happened back then? Tommy was like, oh, they've got it. <laughs> They'll okay. look after the invasion. But this one little like... There's something happening in the episode. They need to go destroy this sword, and they get all the Red Rangers. Mm. Why now? Why not before? Why aren't they all helping each other all the time? Yeah, I mean, if yeah. they're all just because it seems like, from what I gather from the episode, mm. they're just all doing their own thing in different parts of the Earth and in space or whatever. Yeah, so but they kind of seem like the uh, the Green Lantern Corps in a way. A little bit, and that's something interesting. I always found interesting about the um, in space. Um, ranger. So there was a Red Ranger and his, I think his team had died or something. And so yeah. when the Turbo Rangers, they were like forced off Earth and ended up in space yeah. and they just came across him and they ended up joining him. So this is idea that he's just been out in space sort of patrolling and now he's come back to Earth. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Like uh, every concept is, well, some, some concepts have merit. <laughs> Not every concept. Now, the Space Ranger, is he the one with the, the star on the front of his helmet? No, that's um, that's the Zeo Ranger. You mean in these like freeze visor sort of things? Yes. Yeah, I hate that. That's the Awful worst design. The in space Ranger is the best design as well. Oh, okay. I'll, I like the T Rex one. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so according to the Power Rangers fandom entry for this episode, it has been dubbed the Forbidden Episode. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> On the fan forums. And again, I'm not sure how accurate this is, and maybe it was a bit of a beat-up at the time, but it, it sounds like it was pretty... Um, people got pretty argumentative about it. 
So on the fan discussion forums, apparently the fans who brought it up and complained about it were permanently banned from the forums because <laughs> it was causing so much strife. And um, even now, apparently most message boards consider the subject off limits. <laughs> so, so what's the issue with it? Well, essentially, bringing the Red Rangers back doesn't make sense, apparently. Oh. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of them have lost their powers or they've retired <laughs> Or in one case, they just missed the Red Ranger. He didn't come back at all. <laughs> and the show doesn't, like the episode doesn't bother to really explain like anything to do with that. Well, I was going to ask, did they get every single one? So I guess they missed one. No, they missed one and I'll, I'll talk about him in a second. Well, but, there, there was an alien one that just turned up. It <laughs> just popped up. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I thought that was just the one that they missed, the act that they couldn't get back. But No, very, well, I'm not, I'm not sure if that... They was like a mini season. I'm not sure if they even ever were outside of their uniform, like all their suits for that. Um, But yes, apparently I think all the fans were were complaining because it doesn't make sense and they were trying to like make up reasons why it did or why it didn't and they were just getting to so much... For me, arguments, they wouldn't... um, They couldn't agree and then it caused so much trouble on the forums. They're just like, no, we can't talk about it anymore. And I've just always found that intriguing because it's like a silly kids show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people taking it so seriously oh, I, mate, when you're investing in something you you get passionate about it oh, I understand. It, it just it just tickles me that there's an inaccuracies and res- inaccuracies and resulting fan controversy section on this you know wikipedia page for this or this fandom page for this show because it's it, it, the funniest part though is that the show obviously didn't care oh clearly not <laughs> like just get the Red rangers back should we explain it no, nah. nah. But then the fans care so much. So then it, it's just like a perfect storm of, you know, organize, like corporate corporate entities not caring about their show and, and fans caring too much. And it's just a perfect storm. And it, I just think it's funny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, I've got some controversies and I've got them listed by headings, okay? Okay. You ready? Oh, yeah. First one is called Everyone Hates Rocky. <laughs> so, <laughs> Rocky was the Red Ranger. Um, he, he was the second Red Ranger um, from Mighty Morphing years. And then he was a later Blue Ranger in other seasons. Um, and he was originally contacted... I'm told, or internet tells me, to appear as Rocky. But apparently <laughs> he moved and he changed his address and didn't tell anyone, and so they couldn't find him. Oh. <laughs> um, 
All right. Yeah. So that just seems like a a, a really good 2002 reason to not be able to get someone in the show. Just couldn't get his phone number. He changed addresses. We couldn't find him. I say he's the one that was missed, was it? He was missed, and oh, no one mentions no. it. And it, and it's just silly in the show because like, oh, all the Red Rangers are here, not including the one we didn't get. They should have just done what they did with the alien one, just throw some random guy in a suit out of nowhere. Well, there you got them all, bang. Well, technically, he was the same Red Ranger as um, Jason, who turns up. The guy who turns up in the motorbike and is all cool. Sorry, I don't know my Power Rangers lore. <laughs> but, like, if you're going to... You're throwing all canon and all reason out of the out of the window anyway. You could have had two Red Rangers of the same suit type and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> we'll just say Rocky died. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, don't have this here, but apparently one of the early um, concepts of the, of the episode, one of the early drafts, Rocky was going to turn up and be Tommy's butler, which... What? Which, if that was true, in I was Rocky, the actor playing Rocky, Steve Cardenas, I'd be... I, I, yeah, I've moved. I don't want to be... Sorry, I, I don't want to be part of this episode where I'm someone's butler when I was a Red Ranger. Like, come on. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's another controversy. Yeah. <laughs> Wes, who was the Time Force Ranger... Sure. At the end, he makes a reference to the Power Rangers fan club. Yeah. He, he says something like, I changed history. So why does he, meaning Tommy, have mm-hmm. a fan club and I don't? And this is just a perfectly cutting statement from the site. This is a somewhat odd statement, as Wes did not change history, but instead altered his relative future. So come off it, Wes. Yeah, you little dickhead. What are you so doing? Maybe you don't have a fan club because you lie about your deeds. Yeah, filth. <sighs> I will say while we're on it, the, the classic little squabble at the end about who's the best Red Ranger. Just classic stuff on it. <laughs> it's good, just isn't a, it? Just reminding everyone of all the good times each mm-hmm. Red Ranger has had. And and uh, what about the, the sunset they're in? <laughs> blinding. <laughs> just destroys the colour palette of the shot. Uh, it's, it's like It was like a fucking... Mexico scene from Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's just exactly. all yellow. <laughs> they put the Mexico filter on on the camera. Seemingly. <laughs> well, also in that um in sequence, right? Yeah. Eric, I can't remember which Eric. Don't know which season he's from. My no. bad. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he. Think anyone will be fast. <laughs> he makes a reference to his Zord, the Q Rex. He reckons it could um eat the Tommy's. Dragon Zord for lunch is what he says. Oh. However, once again, our fandom site says it is not known how Eric knows of the Dragon Zord, which is ironic since he does not know about Serpentera until Tommy and Jason mention it. So, Eric, are you a liar? What's going on? How do you What's know about like you know the Dragon Zord, but you don't know Serpentera, which is the big Zord they're trying to destroy in this episode? Yeah, like, what, what's with all the bloody dishonor, mate? What's with all the lying? It is, and it again. These are little things that you could probably just ask a fan or get someone on staff who knows their background just to like fix these lines up. But it doesn't matter. Just, just throw something in. I guess. I mean, they could just get like a fan consultant, pay him twenty bucks mm. an hour, have the time of his life. Well, the, the writer of the episode, I should say, he was a kind of uh, elevated fan. They call him. He was running some fan forums, and then he got onto the show, and he's kind of. 
I'm not saying I'm not blaming him for this, but I'm just saying. Oh, I will. Okay, you you, you blame him. That's good. It's like fan fiction come to life. Yeah, well, this next section is just the problem I have with Power Rangers in general. Oh, no. So I don't get the feeling that you or anyone listening to this show will mind if I spoil in space. <laughs> but I kind of mentioned it. At the end of that season, there's a big battle. Everyone's in peril. The world's invaded and everything's going to go to shit. Andros, who is the beautiful in space ranger, who has the long hair from this episode. You know the one? Uh, the like white and black hair. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's a good guy, Andros. <laughs> he um, sacrifices Zordon, who has like been the Power Rangers mentor, and he's been like stuck in a tube <laughs> of energy. <laughs> anyway, he's like been there, Bosley. Yes, he's been um, captured by the yeah. bad guys, and Andros sacrifices him. Well, Zordon, Zordon asks him to sacrifice him. He um, breaks open his tube. And Zordon's energy wave, as they call it, spreads out across the universe and is supposed to defeat all the evil out there. Um, so Rita and Zed, who are like the big bads from the first couple seasons, they um, turn into humans and they're good now. <laughs> and other monsters oh. just turn into dust, a bit like Thanos-y sort of situation. Oh, good. So, supposedly this energy wave has defeated all the evil. But then there are more seasons with more evil people. So, wow. what the hell? Evil never rests, Lonnie. I guess so. And people, <laughs> they, they try and make it happen. Like, they make explanations like, oh, they're in different galaxies, so the wave didn't hit them. Or <laughs> Rita and Zed's son turns up later. <laughs> like, why wasn't he defeated? But he was a baby, so baby didn't touch babies. But it's just like, come on, guys. Is this Rita Repulsa? Yeah, yes. Great name. I'll say that. Yes, and Lord Zed, and he's like... Got his organs like visible and he's evil. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think the reason they did that was that, as I said, space was supposed to be the last season. They're wrapping up everything and then they did more. So, Great. you know, having a, um, a big ending and then having more of it kind of defeats the purpose of the ending. But, you know. So, was this before or after Wildfall? It would have been before. Yeah. That was, yeah, a couple of seasons before was. The, the wow. energy waves. So, yeah, pretty weird. So, if they didn't continue, we wouldn't have got Wild Force or we wouldn't, Red. We wouldn't have had this episode of this podcast, Dylan. So. Well, you know what? It can it can stay around. I'll forgive it for that. <laughs> uh, my next section is called Jason is a Dick. <laughs> so, oh, no. As I mentioned, he's the guy who turns up on the motorbike and is a bit arrogant to everybody, and he's the original Red Ranger. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, with that bit, because, yeah, as soon as Tommy said, I was hoping for one more guy to show up, but I guess he's not coming. Just secured the fact that he's he's on his way. He's about to show up. And as I recall, they say that inside the hangar, and then they hear a motorbike, and then they all run outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's just, the issue with that? They were so excited to hear a of motorbike. Course. They're all Power Rangers, of and they've... <laughs> motorbike? All right, run outside like they're little kids. Yeah. Um, so apparently the episode was supposed to be longer, um, but they sort of cut things late to cut it down to 20 minutes, and there was supposed to be some more reasons about why he was a bit of a rad dude and, and so arrogant, and he'd had some sort of falling out with Tommy over the years, but it's not really addressed, so he's just being a dick for no reason. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it, it felt like it rushed by 
really quick. It, mm. I, I thought it would have been like a two-parter or something, but no. Apparently not. 20 minutes in and out. In and out to get it done. Mm. Um, so here's the biggest problem. There's two big problems I'm going to address now. Yeah. First of all, the Rangers shouldn't have their powers. Some of them anyway. So the power coin that Jason uses to turn into the Red Ranger has been destroyed. While, while Rocky had it. So, yeah. Thanks, Rocky. Fucking hell, Rocky. What are you doing, mate? And TJ, who was um, the red turbo ranger. Yeah. Um, his powers were destroyed as well, his turbo powers. Well, apparently not. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how the show <laughs> treats it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so there have been some other um, anniversary specials since and Power Rangers, they just have their powers again. <laughs> so it's generally accepted apparently by the fandom that they just get that they have their powers and it just something happened off screen. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you get from them? Because like some of them were just shooting guns, as you said. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That doesn't require anything special, does it? No, well, I don't know exactly how it works, but I think... The suit gives you powers as well, so you can withstand um, damage and yeah. you can you have, like, super strength-ish sort of stuff going on. But um, And also you can you get into your big um, Zord, which is like a big machine that you can oh, fight yeah. things in. So I think maybe yeah. you need the, that, the power for that. And it gives you the suit and everything. Possibly. And Possibly. it connects you to the morphing grid, which is some sort of where they draw their power from. Oh. Um but you're right. You could just you could just give them guns. <laughs> yeah. Well, two of them had guns. They were yeah. having a blast. No yes. pun intended. Ooh. Wee. We got wordplay. But, um, um, mm. I'll bring up this bit. I don't know if you noticed it. You may have. You yep. got an eye for film and stuff. Mm. There's a bit where one of the bad guys gets kicked into a cliff, yep. and then just changes to a shitty edit of an explosion coming from the ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. love it. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> there's something I didn't fully appreciate until I've watched these now as an adult is that how many times there's just fireworks going off behind them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like the best part of the episode where they all pose yeah. the, or in front of the fireworks. I mean, it's it's rad and it's cool, and I guess it's from the morphing grid or something. I don't really know how it works in the universe, but <laughs> why, not? why not? Okay, this is the, one of the biggest problems um, after the fact they shouldn't have the powers, which I think cause lots of dramas. So they're defeating Serpent Terror, right? The big um, serpenty sort of Zord. Yeah, the, yeah. Thing is, that Zord in its earlier appearances was like humongous. So, comp- so there's a another Zord that one of the Red Rangers had at the time, mm. which is like as big as a skyscraper, right? And apparently, it looked like I don't know, like a moth or something compared to Serpent Terror. It's supposed to be like as big as a planet kind of thing. In this episode, it's not. No. It's, it's pretty tiny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, not that big. It's probably about as big as a roller coaster. <laughs> it's pretty much a roller coaster. Given yeah. the fact that you can like a man can walk in its mouth, yes, it's, it's not it's not <laughs> as huge as as um, previous incarnations. And also I think there's some debate about whether like apparently it shouldn't be where it is anyway, like in terms of where we last on saw it. Yeah, it shouldn't be on the moon, they left with it. Um, one of the problems apparently with the original Serpent Hera was that it was so huge, it took so much fuel to use and kind of always conveniently stopped working once the Power Rangers had to fight it. 
So some people, Dylan, they reckon this might be like they miniaturized it. So it's a bit smaller, so it can be more efficient to use. Sure. And that'll explain why it's little. It's not that efficient, though. It went out in like 10 seconds. And it was just the Red Ranger's like force rider, they call it, which is like his little motorbike sort of thing, which destroys it. And yeah, like... and it only took one Red Ranger to do it. Yeah. While everyone else just cheered him on. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the most powerful Zord of all time. Yeah, nah. Nah. So it's a bit of a cop-out, you might say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, that is weird. Now, Leo is the Lost Galaxy Ranger. <laughs> okay. Now, he's all CGI pretty much in this episode because <laughs> he had, the actor, it is, had a falling out with the with the crew. And then at the end, he wasn't going to be in the episode at all. And then he sort of came in last minute. And so his parts were kind of filmed separately. Um, there's a scene right, right towards the end. And he's one that turns up late with the other guy who doesn't morph at all. So you might reckon this guy comes in, he's morphed, he unmorphs for a second, then he morphs again. <laughs> Does that no. make sense? No. You probably didn't notice that because it, it's, no. it's all nonsensical, the episode. I probably blinked. You probably blinked. Um, and at the end, they all put their fists into a circle. Oh, yeah. There's only eight fists there because he wasn't there. Even <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> even though in the scene, he's he's there, just been like inserted. So did he get his own nod like every single one of them did <laughs> for like two seconds each? Oh, it, it's a bit disorienting, isn't it, some of those, those things? But mm. I guess as a kid, you don't really notice. I guess oh, not, no. no. Okay, so I've got three more points about the episode, then I've got a few more fun facts. Right, yeah. They're pretty small points, these ones. Okay, first up, apparently you can just breathe on the moon. Oh, I mean, I thought that was just like part of the Power Rangers, just like go-to Go-to. You reckon, they, you reckon they can just breathe on the moon, can't they? Well, while they're in their suits, I mean, I, yeah. I can't offer any explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you didn't make... People. Yeah, fair enough. But Power Rangers, true. And to your earlier point... Why only Red Rangers? What, like, what makes them special? <laughs> exactly. They're even with the all of the Wild Force team. <laughs> yeah, they like, get... no, 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 no. Just, just Cal. And I can maybe see, or maybe the other Rangers had to stay behind to look after Earth or something. But, you know, the episode is about getting all the Red Rangers back. And I guess that makes more financial sense because you just have to get a few actors back rather than getting all whole teams back. And it's just a good thing because Red Rangers are kind of like the cool leaders generally. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Why them? Yeah, <laughs> they're not, they're mean, not different. You could have taken another couple of colour groups. Yeah. Some blues, some yellows, that yeah. blue. The rest can stay. Maybe they were actually total backwards though. So yeah. anyway. Uh, my last point about this. So we have to accept that all rangers are kind of operating simultaneously, I suppose. There's just different teams out there independent of each other. Yeah, as I said, kind of like the, the Green Lantern call. Mm. Yeah. But it um, kind of implies, if you think of that, that there are lots of different cities with rangers, and so that means there's different cities getting you know weekly threats of, of monsters. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it just like, 
the others are just shit kicking while one group is just taking care of all the threats to the <laughs> Well, it just happens to be like in 2002, all the monsters came and fought the, the wild force rangers. And then the next year, they like they defeated them. And then next year, another team pops up to defeat yeah. other people. I, it just sounds like a nightmare universe to be in, but there's monsters constantly all across America with all these different ranger teams, you know, fighting them off. Um, and like... For the most part, you, you apply this sort of logical thinking to Power Rangers. They don't do anything to them. They just wait for a threat to come to them. <laughs> like, And then just react when the monster's there. Like, oh, I better go defeat it now. It's like, yeah. no, you know where the villains are. Go and destroy them. Yeah, correct. They're not very proactive. No. They're very reactive. Exactly. They? You know like, what? Yeah. Carl was just standing around, dicking around in the park with the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you've literally got, you know, these people who are periodically sending monsters to kill people on earth and you're just at the park yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. no good okay so that's the episode um i've watched some other episodes some other anniversary episodes just to get a bit oh, of a yeah. feel for these anniversaries does each color get its own episode or well kind of oh they're not just um well actually they're groups of people come up not just particular colors so in 2007 um in operation operation overdrive was the season then they had a two-parter called the once a ranger and this was celebrating the 15th anniversary um as i mentioned lord zed and Rita repulse's son thrax turns up and he starts causing some trouble bloody heck um in fact he actually takes away the operation overdrive power rangers powers oh Oh, shit. And so these older rangers turn up and replace them. Oh. And I didn't find any information about this being banned because it was so controversial, but apparently it was a bit controversial because, oh, my well, the other rangers just, like, quit because <laughs> they're like, well, we don't have any powers anymore. And they hang around for a bit to, like, help out at the command centre. But then they're like, oh, the other guys are coming in every, every day being, like, high-fiving because they just defeated the monsters. And they're like, oh, well... I'm sweeping the floor. <laughs> I'm just going to go back to my old life. And, like, one's a movie star. One, like, is a lecturer at a uni. Another one. <laughs> Other guy's seen of him in his normal life is just walking through a field. Like a paddock. <laughs> That's what he does. Dylan. Just sad walk through, walking through a field. Well, if it pays the bills. Well, uh, so the Red Ranger is like, no, I want to go help, you know, um, protect everybody, get my powers back. And they've got, like... Their version of Zord and their like leader, who's like a spirity sort of thing. Yeah. He's got this sword that Thrax is trying to get, and it's like a sword in the stone situation. Even though this stone is oh. a, is a statue, it's like oh, it comes yeah. to life anyway. <laughs> what he does, he goes and asks the uni lecturer um, at the other Power Ranger, X Power Ranger, like, "Do you have any ideas of how we can find this sword?" And she's like, "Yeah, there's a book in the library." And he's like, "All right, thanks," and just leaves. <laughs> Good. And the next scene, literally the next scene, he's in the li- in the forest where the sword is. Yeah. So like, didn't show him with the library. Didn't show him like searching for this um, forest or anything. He just happens to find where this mystical hidden sword is. Yeah. And he gets it, and they all come back together and they get the powers back, which is which is good. Um, sure. Should also note that in the class that we see the lecturer deliver, like she finishes it, and then the class claps her, which. Hey. Just doesn't happen at universities in my experience. <laughs> like every week, you clap your tutors. Um, and one thing of note, which you would have loved, I'm sure, and you might oh, yeah. you might go back and watch this now because I tell you about this, Pete. Yeah, probably not. Go on. 
one of the veteran rangers, he's fighting off some foot soldiers in that in that, that scene, one of the classic scenes. Oh, yeah. And he just does three backflips on a crate. They're in a warehouse. And he's on, a, on top of the crate and just Wait. does three back three backflips. Like lands on each one or just three spins in the middle of the air? Uh, like spins, puts gets down again, spins again, spins again. Yeah, okay. And he's not like you're doing it to hit somebody or to fight someone off. He's just doing three black backflips to him. Oh, man. Just flipping. Yeah, flipping good. Um, one more notable aspect of this episode, they in that warehouse where they're flipping around, they get a robot, which Alpha is like a robot they have as their one of their helpers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and their robot has to come help and get the morphing grid back on track. You know, classic robot stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's just been like in this warehouse, <laughs> like... <laughs> Decommissioned in a warehouse, in a box in a warehouse, like Indiana Jones style warehouse. Oh no! And and when he wakes up, he's like, "Oh, what a good sleep!" But like, you're a sentient being. You've been basically been killed for a decade. And then at the end, he's like, "Oh, it's so good to be back helping you all." He's like, "Please don't shut me down again." Does he actually say that? No, but he's oh. like, he's trying to play it off cool. But I'm like. It's heartbreaking the fact that he's just been put in a box for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> Poor dude. Yeah, that's no good. Okay, I've got a few more facts. I know this has been a long episode, but you know, I'm sure you've been enjoying it. Oh yeah, mate. Oh, 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 I may have some Power Rangers, mate. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2018, Dimensions in Danger was celebrating the 25th anniversary mm. of the show. This yeah. was Power Rangers Super Ninja Steel. Bit of a wordy title. <laughs> that season <laughs> um, so Tommy's back hey but he's evil oh no well a robot version of him was created by Lord Draven oh and they don't really show this they just sort of tell you this happened but the robot evil version of, of Tommy has gone around and has been capturing other rangers because um you know, again oh. a cool concept because Tommy's like the primo ranger everyone loves him he turns yeah. up and they're like oh good to see you Tommy and he's like Gonna capture you now. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Um, yeah, as I said, the concepts are never the problem. The concepts are kind of cool. They're just that's the coolest part. <laughs> um, and so Lord Draven is using these other rangers to like create robot versions for a big army. And so these rangers from three different dimensions turn up to stop him. And that's cool. It confirms there are different dimensions in this like show, which is interesting, I suppose. Yeah, sure. But Dylan. <laughs> Most importantly, right. guess who returns in this episode? Well, we've already had Tommy back. Yeah. Is this after Wild Force? It's after Wild Force. Don't and tell me it's Cole. <laughs> it's not Cole. Okay, good. It is Rocky. Hey, he Max, was he was mid- him. <laughs> Eventually, he must have gotten <laughs> contact and told him where he was living. <laughs> oh, it's nice. And he comes back as the Red Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, so that's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and TJ, who was in the previous Forever Red episode that you watched for me, mm. he's back, but this time he's the Blue Space Ranger, which he also was. But there's no explanation given as to why he's a different Ranger this time. It's just whatever's convenient. Yeah, different hat, <laughs> different day. Exactly. Okay, I've got some very fun, fun facts to finish off the episode. Hello. Uh, and these are just Power Rangers in general. So, okay. 2015 Dylan, Jason Vanderbeek, who you, Vanderbeek, sorry, who you may know as Dawson 
of Dawson's Creek. Oh, right, okay. He wrote and starred in a gritty fan reboot of Power Rangers, a little short film. Yeah, and okay, I think I have heard about this you, short film. Well, yeah. I reckon you should watch it because it's actually really cool. And I think they kind of made it as, you know, hey, this is really cool. If it's really popular, maybe you want to make a full version of this, you know, studios. They didn't. <laughs> but it did. I guess a couple years later they had their kind of reboot with the new film and it was a bit more serious than earlier takes. But this is very violent, very over the top, and it's just something I'd like to see, I reckon. So okay. it's called Power Slash Rangers. I think you can still find it online um, on Vimeo or something like that. So, yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Hexagon. Now, this was a... <laughs> it's a shape. <laughs> I told you I've got a headache after this crazy week of Power Rangers. Good. I've, I've only got a limited time on Earth still, and I spent all of this week looking at Power Rangers, so I've gone a bit kooky, all right? Fair enough. No, Hexagon. So the same writer of this um, episode, if ever read, he was planning a follow-up season of Wild Force. This was kind of his pitch was that the various Ranger teams of the last, it would have been 11 seasons then, that would have been the 11th season, because yeah, yeah. um, they were going to be working out of a building like the Pentagon, but a hexagon, hey, hey. Sure. <laughs> it, sound, <laughs> it sounds a bit like the Justice League cartoon where you've got like lots of Rangers working together and you've got leaders at the top and they're running on missions and stuff. Well, that's, guess, well, that's what I was going to say. It sounds like the Hall of Justice. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, previously they would have teams where just like a few teenagers from the nearest small town <laughs> were fighting yeah. off continual invasions. Yeah. But in this season, the idea was that they're going to be proactive and have like teams going on missions and stuff. And yeah, right. Tommy would be like Nick Fury. And given the fact this is 2002, Dylan, so it's before Civil War happens in Marvel... But there were plans to have, like, Jason having a rival team and having a sort of Civil War-type experience. It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Again, well, the concepts. <laughs> well, the concepts sound cool. Yes. Who knows what would have happened if they actually did it. Yeah, and they didn't do it, so... <laughs> well... Yeah. Okay, you mentioned Rita before, and you said how cool she is, and she's the villain from the first couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah. She, um, straight up roofies slash love potions Lord Zed... Because he, like, he kicks her out of her palace because she's done a shit job of defeating the, <laughs> the Power Rangers. Well, and she's like, what do I do now? And she gets a love potion and um, they get married. Well, I mean... Yeah. How weird's that? And eventually the the potion is, like, undone, like the spell's undone. But he stays with her. They fall in love for real. So... Oh, that's good. I guess that's a good message to send to people. Mm. No. I don't no. think so. No. <laughs> I found this online No, like, sources or anything But Okay <laughs> The best type of thing you can find online Go on One website, Dylan Says that the original Red and Black Rangers Used to have wild parties at their house in the 90s Oh, um, like the actual actors The actors would, in, in LA They'd have um, wow. huge parties that would be broken up by the cops all continuously <laughs> And they uh, were riding the fame of being Power Rangers Which, you know well, what else would you do in the 90s if you were a Power Ranger? Well, that's that's fair point. They're young, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is probably the most interesting slash bizarre fact. Out of the episode of Bizarre Facts, Dylan. Okay. Power Rangers was banned in New Zealand in 1994. 
an odd choice. Okay. Because parents complained that the show was violent and aimed at kids and it's all about using violence to, you know, solve Solve your problems. problems. Yeah. Um, And what's weird, though, is that since 2003, the show has been filmed in New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) So it was actually shot in a place where you couldn't have it on TV. Good. Is it still banned there? Do you know? Uh, I believe it was the ban was lifted in 2011. But okay. I, th- I think it's still filmed there because it's fairly cheap to, to film in New Zealand, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, and actually, some of the later episodes I've watched, um, obviously lots of the actors are, are drawn from New Zealand and either they're doing New Zealand accents or the New Zealand accent just shines through a bit. <laughs> so it's, it's odd. Even though it's not really set in New Zealand, I don't think. It's usually still set in, in the US. But yes. <laughs> I can't believe that. I thought New Zealanders were like chill and laid back. That's... No, apparently not in the early nineties. They um yeah. straight up banned it. So rough. Yeah. Very rough. Do you have any final thoughts on Forever Red? Um I won't watch it again. Okay. Ever in my life, probably. Are you glad that I prompted you to watch it this week? No. Oh, okay. Well <laughs> nah, it it was alright. It you was know. okay. I like, uh, depends on how it's handled, but I, I do enjoy some cheesy stuff sometimes. Sometimes it's good, isn't it? Yeah. And it, it takes you back to a time when you're a kid. You don't have quality in your brain, do you? You don't really have thoughts of what's good and what's not good. You no. just You just watch stuff and you accept it for what it is. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I did back in the day. That's why I've got a soft spot for the show. Um, that's Power Rangers for you. <laughs> I guess. Um, Well, that's been our episode. Um, Thank you very much for listening. I think it would be really good if you could tell a friend and subscribe and potentially even write a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, We're on all the podcast apps. I I mean, I'd appreciate it personally. Oh, Dylan, you 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 don't want to break Dylan's heart, do you? You want to give Dylan something good to think about this week. Please, everyone. Please. Please. Tell a friend and a family member. Yes. Yeah. And we want to thank our good friend Mark Irons for the theme song. Mark the man. Um, the show's got so much better since we've had a theme song. We've had a theme song all, all along, but now Dylan and I can hear it. So. Yeah. <laughs> we commissioned it late, let's put it that way. And it's been good. Yeah, it slaps. I it slaps. It. I've just been walking around the house singing, my, singing it to myself. So <laughs> that's good. There's no power in this theme song, but, you know, no. Well, what is? What is, exactly. Not much. All right. That's me, I'm out. Boy. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.